Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to Shared History. Shared history, shared history, shared history, shared history, shared history. Shared. I thought you guys were going to no, jump in. I, it was more no. fun. I was too busy making sure the mic didn't My fall. mic fell over. <laughs> it was more fun to me for me to hear you struggle. <laughs> I was, like, do, and, I was like, oh, I really need like three more parts in this. All right. I'm sure someone will. Nope. No one did. Nope. <laughs> Thanks just, for having my back, y'all. You're welcome. Just have fun doing an 18 part harmony. <laughs> With just all shared by yourself. Hey, hey, friends. Um, It's me, Cass Maher. Oh, and it's me, Natalie Younger. And the love of our lives. On even more than the ones and twos tonight, because he's going to join in with more <gasps> beats and bops than usual. It's DJ, DJ Rip. Dashing through the snow. One or so. Is that the line? Fuck. I don't know, Carol. So. Hey, <laughs> um, you see how I joined in there and tried to help support you there a little bit, Rip Daddy? I just danced because this is a visual medium. Everyone knows that podcasting is a visual, <laughs> a visual medium. medium. Um... Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Shared History. We're going to share some history, but because it's the holiday season is upon us and everyone around this table is wearing a dark, dark neutral color and I'm wearing a full <laughs> ridiculously Christmas like, sweater. There's a polar bear with a, with a penguin on its head putting a star on a tree. Where do you wear your penguins? If it's not on your head, then you're doing it wrong. Um, we thought we'd share a holiday story. Uh, but we're going to try to do something different because, uh, it's our season alert, finale yeah, y'all season finale. Season. So, uh, in, in light of it being the season finale, we thought we'd, we'd try to waterfall a story in that we have an open bottle of bourbon and we're going to try to finish the episode <laughs> yeah. before the bottle is gone. Yeah. yeah. And Buckle up y'all. It's going to get sloppy. And in relation to the uh, drinking game, uh, <laughs> You, you must listen to this with three people. Each person draws a card, one, two, or three. Uh, and then whenever the first, second, or third story stops, that's when you can stop drinking. Oh. And if you've drawn three, like sorry. Yes. Is, this a, is this like a like a state college drinking game thing? I went to That's waterfall. School. I mean, that's, I, yeah, oh, that's, that's like someone, like a, a circle starts drinking, and then whoever started drinking, everyone has to keep drinking until... That first person stops, then the person next to them is allowed to stop, and then the person after that is allowed yeah. to stop once uh, they stop. So yeah. if you if you were the leader, we would all start drinking, and then I cannot stop drinking until you stop, and Rip can't stop drinking until I stop. I went to art school. <laughs> also, I graduated like maybe three months after turning 21. Also, you graduated. Just <laughs> 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 Um... Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hit y'all with the same topic, uh, dear yep. readers. As you know, usually Natalie and I will come in with two different stories, tell each other, and then kind of discuss. They know. But this time, we've all got the same topic. I'm gonna take the beginning. I'm Natalie's a- gonna take the middle, and Pod Daddy's gonna take the butt. <laughs> 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 so, As he always does. Whoa, Ooh, what? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm uncomfortable for you. Gotta open it up to that. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so we're going to tell you all the story of Christmas. Krampus. Krampus. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Happy Honda days. <laughs> Uh, I was going to make a Kia Kwanzaa joke, but it didn't Let's happen. not. Let's not go there. <laughs> I just couldn't think of any other K-sounding nope. car. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so, uh, so, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start us off, y'all. Um, happy, happy holidays. Uh, it is, the season is upon us, and this, this episode should drop around... What is it? Uh, December 16th? Whatever today is, and as you're listening to it, listeners, is the day that it's dropped. December 17th. So yeah. uh, Christmas is almost near, almost upon Tis us. Nigh. Tis nigh. Um, Tis nigh. Tis bill so nigh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about the where kind of history, where history started from, where Christmas started from. Well, please tell me the history of history. We all know history mm, started when Christmas started. What is yeah. We all know. Um, yeah. No, so I'm going to tell you kinda the origins of the tradition of christmas christmas the holiday is the originally about the celebration of the birth of jesus christ uh believed to be the the son and heir of god uh all that goodness um and he was born the center of the for all of you who don't know who jesus is the center of the christian tradition um, Christmas is a celebration of when he was born. That's what it is now. Back in AD, about I want to say two ninety. Let me pull up my notes. I will say that I there one of the sources I was reading. Um, I think it was History Channel's website uh, did a really good job. It was I think the first time that I've ever seen Jesus referred to in a historical text that they like made a point of being like. Uh, like a man from this a spiritual leader from this like from this time and this place whose uh whose teachings are the basis of Christianity and I was like I don't think I've ever read a historical text about Jesus so that, that was it, written as a, so yeah, yeah so that it was that was written from a perspective of he was a spiritual leader the and his teachings were the basis of this religion yeah like versus, a, like, like a textbook version as versus opposed to calling like, him jesus christ yeah yeah i was trying to figure out how to do that and i didn't what do that just i was just like jesus you know that one the god's son <laughs> anyway um the first recorded celebration i will not stand for the erasure of joseph in this situation <laughs> Um, he's my stepdad. Ugh. Sorry, I'm yeah, so squirrely, y'all. We've got we've got little little whiskey drinks. Oh, we've got presents. Oh, I'm, you're waiting now. We've started. You're all not right. making presents until we're wrapping up. Natalie made us all look like assholes and bought us presents. Well, I helped with one of them for Rip, but I forgot she was bringing it today. So, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. Anyway, the first recorded Christmas celebration was in Rome on December 25th. Three. 336 AD. Um, now, the the date of Christmas is kind of debated, landed on. Christmas was, Jesus' birth was ori- originally celebrated as part of the Epiphany. And the, the Epiphany is in Catholic and Christian tradition of when the Magi 
visit visit or or the the uh the baptism of Jesus. I think it's called Three Kings Day. It will Eastern Christians commemorate the baptism of Jesus as the Jordan River uh, in the Jordan River. It's there's a bunch of you went to Catholic school. I know, and I always it's like we hit crush this portion. It's like we hit Christmas, and then like my my child brain blacked out, and then they're like, and now it's Epiphany. I was like, I'm still on Christmas time, Christmas time. Anyway, so it was it was originally like we would focus on the uh, the Epiphany. That was kind of the high holiday. Um, They didn't really care about Jesus's birthday because I don't know it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but then they started celebrating um, his actual birth and they established like December 25th because it was Rome- when Romans marked the winter solstice. Um, there's like textual references to son of righteousness, which is actually written in the text as S, like the S-U-N, mm-hmm. not the child S-O-N. of son. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they use those phrases to kind of like narrow it down. But also, this was when um, Emperor Constantine uh, was emperor of Rome, mm-hmm. and he was a pagan, mm-hmm. and then he converted to Christianity on his deathbed and whatnot. Before he converted, though, he was trying to he was trying to like um, unite. He was trying to make it okay for Christians to be Christians and like not be persecuted and everything. Mm. Um, and so he did little things like let's kind of align holidays and let's kind of coalesce these two traditions and these two um, religions and, and all of our feast days and whatnot to kind of make it more acceptable for Christians to not be, you know, murdered in Like let's consolidate all of these. And yeah. then yeah. look, if we're all celebrating at the same time, Can like just, you, you don't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's it all align our office closures. <laughs> <laughs> For you know, because, because so so really we can blame modern capitalism on Constantine. I mean, that's a lot to put on. Is that what was I? Did I gather anything correctly there? Was I just. Well, if if the meaning of Christmas for you. Consolidating. Is is capital is capitalist gain and for and taking time off of a 40 hour work week. Then, yes. I mean, that's just how I was raised in Adelaide. I'm not. I would never. Because what 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 did the Romans celebrate? What was a pagan? Is that the is that Saturnalia? Is that the Roman holiday that it coincided with? I don't because it's it was like a, it's a celebration of Saturn. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, yeah because Saturnalia was held on December seventeenth of the yeah. Julian calendar, um, and it kind of went through like here it says it went through festiv- festivities of December twenty third. Okay. Oh, is that what five golden rings is for Saturn? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. Continue on. Well, so Saturn. So I, I'm just going to expose myself to be as dumb as I actually am, which is why I just handle all this shit. The the nobbies. Yeah. Uh, sidebar. Speaking of just being real dumb uh-huh. and the twelve days of Christmas. Oh, let's do it. Literally, just the other day, I realized that it's that song is eighty percent birds. I did not put that together until just this. <laughs> did week. you do the actual you math? Did all the no, I math. didn't do the math, but I was like, wow, this is. Pretty much until we get to, until we get to like maids and milk, and this is all birds. <laughs> this is birds and a handful of rings. But it's seriously all birds. A literal handful. A literal handful of rings, unless you're the bad guy from Princess Bride. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Inconceivable. 
Um, it's important when I dim- dismiss my own bits. So, <laughs> uh, Saturnalia was was c- celebrated around the same time, and it was it was a feast. It was an like an agro celebratory, like the bounty of the earth and whatnot. Because you mean like agricultural. Agro, yeah. Because when I hear agro, I think of just like aggressive, aggressive. dudes. It's oh. really aggressive. We're, we're festivating. Let's go. <laughs> festivating is a new, new favorite one. <laughs> you festivating? Let's uh, festivate tonight. I don't know. I, I assume it would still. God, leave it to you to just make it dirty. I Festivate well, good times. Come on. Well, you know, it's we're, Saturnalia. We're all a bunch of DJ strippers. So <laughs> that's my. Uh, main descriptor as a DJ stripper. Uh, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. But it's all we have. Um, yes? Oh, I'll save my interruption. <laughs> it ties into my stuff, so I'll just fold it in there. <laughs> it's more about me anyway. <laughs> no, it's like, I think that it also applies to ancient Rome because they drank a lot of wine as well. Oh, so, I because I wasn't quite clear where we were like splitting. We probably have overlap. But uh, that was going to talk about yeah let's go there <laughs> i was just going to say that at the end of the year like it being an agricultural uh, yeah. event it's because the at the end of the year they could throw these lavish feasts because it was usually when they had the best like the most um food and yes. like bounty Meat, including wine, and food. including like any of the wine or ale in rome it wouldn't have been ale but i take us to england later so uh, ale, England. In the um, I hate it. I'm sorry. But we have I'm to sorry. move on. The the wine that they would have started to make at the beginning of the year would be ready to drink by the end mm. of the year, which is fermentation. Part Science. of why there was a lot of uh, boozing and eating. Yes, uh, a a, re- a veritable uh, bacchanalia. Yes. Boom. <laughs> sorry. A Roman festival reference. Anyway, so yeah, so there was um <laughs> the first Christmas on record was 336 AD. So there's okay, so there's this thing called the Arian controversy, which was between Arius and Athanasius of Alexandria. They're two Christian theologians from Alexandria, and they had this like argument between the relationship of God the Father and God the Son. And it was, um, it says here, deep divisions created by the disputes were an ironic consequence of Emperor Constantine's efforts to unite Christianity and establish a single imperially approved version of the faith during his reign. Um, Because nothing ever goes wrong when there's a state-mandated religion. uh Uh-uh. And guess what? So uh, the... These disagreements uh, between uh, Arius and Athanasius uh, kind of split two theological factions over the course of like 50, 60 years um, from the time before the First Council of Nicaea and after the Council of Constantinople, which is where we talk about the Filioque controversy, which I mentioned in a previous episode. I don't remember what it is. I of course oh, remember. It everything. means it means it means and the sun. So when they were oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, actually. so this was uh Constantine I didn't know its fancy name. Was uh Constantine like kind of took over and was like, Okay, cool, let's let's be let's be Christian now. This is cool. Um this was when it was okay for Christians to kind of like come out from underground and 
openly practice their faith and it was also spreading really widely and so they're like well we need to come up with these like what do we believe what is our creed what are all of our cool things and so council of nicaea filioque means and the son and it was when they're trying to establish where the spirit comes from does it come from the father or does it come from the father and the son they were like oh no we're allowed what are our rules yeah do we have matching jackets What's, do we have a secret handshake? What's our team name? Fish. Yes. <laughs> team Fish. <laughs> Guys, I made these buttons. <laughs> They're trees Not on the them. Oh, fish? Buttons. Oh, we're team. Yeah, we're fish, man. Oh, Sorry, man. tree right. guy. <laughs> Sorry, tree guy. Maybe maybe later. You'll get your shot one day. Maybe. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it, it, like, it, it, was, it was very much of like, the birth, the birthday doesn't really matter. We're focused on the actual divinity aspect of it. Of like, oh, this is when the 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 magi, the kings, blessed him with gifts, and this is when John the Baptist, you know, baptized him. And but then, you know, around like the three four hundreds, they're like, oh no, let's celebrate the birthday. Let's make this an established kind of festival and whatnot. Um, and it kind of uh, declined until. Uh, around, I think it was 800, Charlemagne was crowned the emperor of uh, of Rome. And he was ordained, inaugurated, whatever, on Christmas Day. And so there were all these feasts and celebrations of like, uh, and inauguration, that's the wrong word, coronation. Cor- yeah, coronation. I couldn't think of the word either. I yeah. Like, no, no. I could see your brain moving. Yeah. And so it was it was associated with um, partying and drunkenness. And it was like, ooh, let's celebrate. And it was, again, it was at the end of like an agricultural season. So it's like, we're done working for the year, y'all. We've got all of our food. Let's let's reap the benefits of all of our uh, hard work and labor. Let's celebrate. Pop open those amphorae and let the wine flow. That's great, y'all. <laughs> and, uh, and then... And it was basically legally mandated because the the king was like, yeah, dude, it's my party. Um, Which then, um, when kind of like the the 1600s or whatever, the Puritans were all like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, we're boring and anything that's fun is bad. So I'll get into a little bit more detail on that. (laughs) But you paraphrased it pretty well. But but, but actually, like, like, I don't remember exactly when the dates were like Christmas, like, like declined, like people stopped celebrating. Yep. It was not important. It was not a, a yeah. Thing. It was on and off important. It seems yeah. for a while because they made it a thing to coincide with Saturnalia, mm-hmm. and then never nobody really was. There weren't a lot of Christians in ancient Rome that or there were, but they're like they weren't. They were still a small sect. Yeah, they were still a small sect, and they were mostly oppressed. Uh, and so yeah, then it like rose and then declined, and then it seems. It seems that, that that will become a trend mm-hmm. of the rise and decline. Yeah. Of the Christmas. Of the Krimbus. Well, and yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, this is not just Christmas that they do this with. It's, it's any sort of like holiday, well, at least in the kind of Christian tradition um, or any sort of religious mm-hmm. tradition of like, let's kind of use these to our benefits. Like, oh, uh, you know, people are rioting. Let's throw them a festival or like, Ooh, there's kind of civil unrest or whatever. Let's you know be like, oh, you guys are drinking too much. Like, let's highlight this one holiday that focuses on, you know, sobriety and penance. And it's like, oh, let's focus on that. And what holiday focuses on sobriety? 
Oh no, but I mean, like, oh. I'm, I'm not saying like whatever, but like penance, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically all of them. Yeah, you know, it's like let's 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 tilt the liturgical calendar mm-hmm. to our benefit of what the people need right now. You know, it's like oh, people aren't happy. Let's oh yeah, this one's a party. Like let's celebrate this party festival and um, and the changing tides of uh, religious. I can't think of the word like strictness, mm-hmm. stringent rules of of codes of conduct and like how people can let loose or be restricted. I think I said words there. You said you did. Yeah, I you said did. something there. Yeah, was yeah. I just word. started. I was, you know, I've got this this little holiday drink over here, <laughs> uh, and I just I just went with it. I was gonna say something and completely slipped my mind, but um, well, there's. It's interesting. There's like a bunch of different theories of why Christmas is in December. Um, and it, there's like a bunch of there's one is like literally a mathematical equation. It's called like the calculation theory. And my head hurt while I tried to read about it. Um, but it's basically <laughs> like it, it's basically like the like the Christian like Christianity was like, well, uh, we got to be like nine months away from this other thing. It was just to divide the calendar neatly. Mm. Uh, and so they're like, we want to be like nine months away from basically Easter. So it was just like plan. It was just like yeah. calendar plan. But then like, but like that's like one theory, and it's like that's the that's an oversimplified gist of yeah. it. Because like I said, it was like there was a I was like, oh, that makes sense, and then there was a lot of more numbers and, like, and math involved. Yeah, the, and then you're and I was like, mm, yeah, I reiterate, I went the beautiful mind to art school. Gift. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, and then, then there's also like the theory that it was placed there to basically compete or coincide with pagan holidays like Saturnalia or, uh, the Yule festival, um, which I didn't know that part of, uh, the Yule festival, uh, or like of, of Yule was that they literally just, they put a log, they put, when it grabbed a big log, a Yule log and they put, and they lit it on fire and you celebrate it until that bad boy burned out. Yeah. I yeah. love that shit. That's great, like, right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm not like, like super pyro or anything like that. Oh, like, I am. I just like watching shit burn. Yeah, I don't take fire that, a lot as a kid. Let, let's not take that line out of context. <laughs> no, I'm immediately going to take it, it out of context. It literally was just like, well, I want to be the guy. You know, like when you're a kid and it's like. Time for bed. It's like, no, five more minutes. Or like, oh, just until the end of the show. It's like, all right, everyone, time to go to bed. Okay, cool. Let's put one more log on, though. Get the biggest log you can find. Yeah, well, because Yule, like, it was a winter solstice festival, and it lasted, like, a whole month. It lasted One from, log? I mean, like, that's the legend of the Yuletide. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to say it. Jews did it better. <laughs> yep. There's there's more logic involved other than <laughs> somehow this one log lasted. That's a whole different miracle of this one wonder log. Of wonder, miracle of um, so you've basically brought us to medievalish. Yeah, medieval times? puritanical. Cool. Um, then I'll Big start jump, but. there. Uh, there's so another part of the justification of the date was that church leaders. Um, felt that saints and martyrs should be honored on the days of their martyrdom, their birthdays, quote unquote, from the church's perspective. That's another, I don't know if they like thought that they, I don't know if they were like, we have proof that Jesus died in December, but that's another thing because there's no way he was actually born in December. Why were shepherds shepherding? 
in December. That seems like a silly time to be shepherding. Um, but who am I to say? In the early Middle Ages, <laughs> uh, Christmas Day was, like you said, overshadowed by Epiphany. But by the end of the 8th century, Christmas had spread uh, like a Yule log gone wrong. <laughs> Chris, uh, the 40 days leading up to Christmas were, Christmas Day still wasn't a big deal. It was the 40 days leading up to Christmas were called the 40 days of St. Martin, and there was St. Martin's Feast, uh, now known as Advent, um, which think about if the 12 days of Christmas song was 40 days long. Oh, They'd be no. start running out of birds at some point. Um <laughs> 99 Christmas birds on the wall. 99 Christmas birds. <laughs> Take one down, pass it around. And a partridge in a pear tree. Hey! <laughs> uh, Burn that log. Uh, a slash that would make for like really large advent calendars. That's why they needed a log that burned for yeah. a full month. It had so many birds to kill any. <laughs> what a bounty so of many birds. Pheasants. I love it. Um, around the 12th century, uh, these tra- traditions transferred uh, to the 12 days of Christmas, um, or in liturgical calendars, Christmas tide, or the 12 holy days. Uh, the 12th night? Nope, nothing to do with it. Actually, the 12th night was titled thus because it was to be presented in court on the 12th day of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Boom! Well, Boom. science. That's not. All right. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Shakespeare lawyered. Um, uh, by holding it at the same time as the winter solstice festivals. <laughs> so, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Fucking Shakespeare law is a good sketch that someone needs to do. <laughs> Copyright. Uh, yep, we yeah. just we just podcasted it to ourselves. Yep. Also, I, I I don't ever use lawyered since I don't understand science. If I say something and don't understand it and don't want to. I was like, science, you wouldn't get it. So I shake your I just always say, I'll tell you when you're older. Um, uh, oh, so so by holding it at the same time as all of these other traditional uh, winter festivals, the church leaders increased the chances that Christmas would be embraced, but they kind of gave up uh, control over how it would be celebrated because there are already all these other traditions around that season. Um, but by the Middle Ages, Christianity had more or less replaced all of the pagan holidays. This is most of what I'm talking about is like in the UK. Um, because we could go down several million rabbit holes about different, uh, the celebration of Christmas time or the winter solstice and in, in other cultures. And because we were telling the story of Christmas, a lot of it ends up in the UK. Um, so on Christmas, believers attended church, uh, services got increasingly more elaborate as Christmas grew in popularity. Uh, and then they celebrated drunkenly. So even though it was no longer a pagan celebration, uh, they had a carnival-like atmosphere similar to uh, how Mardi Gras sometimes gets blown out of proportion. Um, It was a public festival that incorporated ivy, holly, evergreens, and the gifts and gift-giving, usually the some bullshit, um, between people with legal relationships, specifically uh, between like tenants and landlords. So... You're you're a serf in your little serfdom, okay. And you already have to pay dumb taxes, yeah. And then also on Christmas, you you have to give your you landlord have, a gift. 
fuck off. Yo, fuck that for real. The oh Middle Ages, God. buckets of fun. Man. And lots of mud and dirt and shit on the ground. Uh, as we've established in previous That's years. the gift right there. Yeah. You just, here, here, I here. scooped up some poop for you. Enjoy. Um, but, but each year, a beggar or a student would be crowned the Lord of Misrule. <laughs> And others would play the parts of their subjects, and the poor would go around to the houses of the rich and basically trick or treat. Like they'd demand their finest food and drink, and if the rich didn't comply, then came the tricks and mischief. Like they would basically get terrorized by the poor because they'd be like, "Give us some drinks. I'm the Lord of Misrule." Um, oh man! Like, uh, who's the one? Like, there's got to be one that like tried to like. Say, hey, look, we can do this one day out of the year. We have the numbers, you guys. Yeah, yeah we can do this. Let's ramsack this Let's shit. Let's not like fundamentally change the system that we live in, but just on this one day, let's do this thing and let's take the, the countryside back. I just love it so much. I just love that it's like, please give me your finest food and drink. And if you don't, I don't know. I can't do anything. I'm, I'm going to TP your house. But then also, I might be screwed tomorrow when the day's over and you can, you know, just... Yeah, but for one night, I'm the Lord of Misrule. Lord and of Misrule. God, misrule, I, so I will. I also love that they for specified... one brief and shining moment. Yeah. Is uh, that the first purge? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first purge. I think that is the first purge. I, but, <laughs> what, On I the also, first purge of Christmas, <laughs> my landlord said to me... <laughs> Uh, I also think it's hilarious that they uh, specified this is from this uh, is from um, the History Channel and uh, they specify a beggar or a student as becomes the Lord of Misrule because it's like, yeah, a beggar or a student, which makes sense in today's day and age to be like, they're synonymous. Yeah, they're the same thing. Um, But other things about medieval Christmas, it was uh, uh, the longest holiday of the year, typically a full 12 days off of work. Um, The good thing is that everyone could kind of decorate the same, and it didn't matter if you were poor, you could still have like a lot of festive decorations because they were mostly like twigs and berries. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, your Uh, twigs and berries look very nice. Thank you. They're the same as the king's. Toity-toity. Toity-toity-toity. Um, the, the Yule boar was a common feature of medieval Christmas feasts. Is that a, a boar that was burnt for a month long? Yeah, yeah they would throw a boar on the Yule log. And when, when the boar stopped smelling... Uh, no, I would like to take a quick aside to any, for anyone out there who has watched the new Netflix holiday film... A night before Christmas. K N I G H T. Oh boy. Uh, because he comes from the Middle Ages and he's transported through a portal through time. It's basically Outlander, but Christmas. <laughs> but less like mommy porn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he he disappears while he they're on like their boar hunt for Yule, um, like for their Christmas their their Yule boar. And then also, uh, he does a thing that is a real tradition from the Middle Ages. It was called bean bread, um, and it or bean something rather that they would hide a they would hide a bean. It's basically king cake. They would hide a bean in a in a loaf of bread, and whoever found the bean would basically also there was another way to be basically the Lord of Misrule or like the the king or queen of Yuletide. Um, 
So there's some historical accuracy wow. in your Netflix holiday yeah. films. Do you have any more information maybe from Sense and Sensibility and Snowmen? Because that's a new holiday movie that came out this year from I haven't, Hallmark. haven't watched wow. it yet. I also remember uh, another like olden tale of uh, the greatest Yule Boar feast when uh, 30 to 50 Yule Boars <laughs> uh, stormed into their pen. <laughs> that's such a... Random deep cut. Wait, is that the... Third or 50 feral hogs? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. such an obscure deep cut. Yeah, oh, I made it up. Very, very uh, brief shining moment. I love reference. it. Sorry, it's also time we celebrate the memes of 2019. <laughs> yeah, must. the 12 memes of, the 12 Christmas. Memes of Christmas. Of Christmas. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yes, Holly and Mistletoe I was everywhere uh, much longer before Ivy. Christmas trees were a thing. Um, caroling became popular, but it was originally a group of dancers that sang, and various writers and the Puritans condemned caroling as lewd. Not really sure why. It was pretty much dancers and a ring of singers around them, but, you know, I any, don't... Anytime yeah, they, anyone's a-bopping or a-bouncing... They yeah. consider that they same thing lewd sinning. in Miami as yeah. well. And that's yeah. when DJ they... Uncle Luke was just trying to... <laughs> you know, there's just some out-of-season carols, and he, then here comes Tipper Gore... <laughs> Saying it's porno rap. I don't know this reference. It's Miami stuff. Yeah, it's Miami. You wouldn't get it. Um, but so, but a common theme, basically. Speaking was, of, the Miami game is on right now. Yeah. In the background. A common theme was uh, drunkenness, promiscuity, gambling. Hey, uh, DJ Uncle Luke. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, they they were all uh, tied over from the pagan days, uh, and also because at, in the Middle Ages, in the in the Christian churches. Um, Shit just got wild. Uh, they before Christmas Day was a big deal. They celebrated um, the feast of the Holy Innocents or Childermas or Childermas. I hate that. That yeah, sounds like it was a super creepy movie. Eighth of December. Oh, it's creepy what they're celebrating no. too. It commemorated King Herod's failed attempt to kill baby Jesus by ordering the execution of all children under two in Bethlehem. Um, but, Childermas. Yes, he missed the children. But like he obviously failed. But what what is weird about the fact that this was a thing that they celebrated was how they also celebrated it because it involved uh, in the reenactment or in the um, the uh, what is the word that I'm looking for the ceremonies around it um, the choir boys of the church would take the place of the bishop and the higher clergy to conduct the services so they're like it's children miss and also it's written by children. Oh my god. Um there is also the celebration of the Feast of Circumcision or the Feast of Fools on January first. Uh it's a day yeah. we celebrate story. That's not the same feast it's a day of fools. We celebrate the feast of fools. Yeah. Uh, little did you know that that was the Feast of Circumcision was the, was the <laughs> alternate name of that feast. Oh, that brings a whole new light to that scene from Hunchback. Yeah. And during that, the clergy would wear their clothes inside out and lead an ass into the church. <laughs> and then they would burn incense made from old shoes, eat sausages, drink wine, and make the sounds of a donkey. <laughs> that just sounds like they went around the room. It's that Gremlins 2 sketch from <laughs> King <laughs> Peel. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what do you want to do for this day? <laughs> I want to burst some old shoes. Oh, well, all right, Tim, what do you want to do for this day? I want to make some donkey sounds. All right, Gloria, what you want to do for this yeah, day? I'm feel wacky. I'm going to wear my clothes inside. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're going to do all of it. <laughs> uh, 
The, it's just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> can we make up a holiday like right here and now and then like give what all do you, yes. what do you want? Literally come anybody up? can make up any holiday. Yep. Okay, so we're doing it. As long it. as you celebrate What's it. our holiday? What is it called? And what do we, what are our weird oh. traditions? Oh man. Um, should we, we should just call it, we should just have Podmas. Podmas. <gasps> it's Podmas. Yes. And it's celebrating um, our Lord and Savior DJ Rip. Nope, uh-huh. we're not doing that. And uh, and during it, we all ride uh, in to church on uh, to whatever our sacred temple is on uh, dolphins. Oh wait, would that make Rip our dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> this is officially kiboshed. We're canceled. Um, but yeah, so there's all t- so so those are some of the things that were happening in the actual churches, and then on the streets there were monks performing plays, um, which I'd love to see. Uh, troops of masked pantomime artists known as mummers who are often in blackface and wearing clothing of the opposite sex because comedy? Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, card games, well. card games, and then the game of the king of the bean, which is a game that you play in your bedroom with your... No. <laughs> Natalie, no! <laughs> That's the bean bread that I was talking about. <laughs> Wait! Oh, uh, <laughs> Krimpus is dirty. Krimpus dirty. Um, but yeah, but the the main the main tradition was an annual and indulgence in uh, eating and dancing and drinking and sporting. Uh, and by the 17th century, Christmas featured uh, lavish dis- dinners, masquerades, pageants, and that's when James uh, King James I insisted that a play be acted on the night of Christmas. So Twelfth Night must have been like the beginning of the adve- Advent calendar of like their celebration of Advent. Mm-hmm. And then they probably had a play every night that week. Yeah, um, Queen Elizabeth, uh, uh, not sanctioned, commissioned it, but for Shakespeare to, to bring a play on the twelfth night. And the twelfth night, um, uh, uh, but yes, okay. Um, it's called fucking. The twelfth night. Excellent. I like it. Um, and then it was during the Reformation in the 16th and 17th century that Protestants changed the gift bringer uh, to the Christ child versus the poor people handing rich people gifts, uh, or Christkindl. And the date for exchanging gifts changed from, it had previously actually been New Year's that you gave gifts, and it changed to uh, the 25th of December, or in some cultures, the 24th. Um, and then early 17th century, then the Puritans were like, no fun, no fun. Uh, Turn your clothes back right side in. Stop burning those shoes. Shut it down. You making a donkey noise over there? Stop it. But they didn't have the power to actually shut anything down until uh, the English Revolution, which is when the Puritans rebelled against King Charles I. And when their forces took over England. Bonnie Prince Charles? Huh? Yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie Prince Charles. Uh, Oliver Cromwell. No, that's Charles II, isn't it? That's Dose. I think so. Cool. I don't know. Uh, There's so many Charles and James and uh, but yeah. Fines. So Oliver Cromwell and his pals vowed to rid England of decadence, and as such, canceled Christmas. <gasps> Was a year without so us. What you're telling me. Is that there's been a war on Christmas? What since way before mm-hmm. fucking uh, and president uh, Kmart came in? I don't know why I said Kmart. Yeah, they really have lost Kmart the war. Lost the war on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Kmart got the casualties handled. have been yep. the mounting. War on, the war on Christmas uh, was arguably started by the Puritans. So yeah. take that. 
Well, and so so they considered uh, they can consider they considered. Don't laugh at me. I used to have a speech impediment. Uh, wow! All right. No. They considered uh, Christmas a Catholic invention and steeped in sin. So, following their victory over Charles in the English Civil well, fuck War, your religions are an invention. Well, because well, the Puritans oh. were uh, Protestants. Yes. 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 So they were of Church of England. Mm. Uh, and, Which, so, yeah. and so they banned Christmas. Christmas was officially canceled in 1647 when they took the throne. Canceled. Uh, canceled. Hashtag canceled. Um, but but people literally rioted in the streets in several cities to get Christmas back. So it was restored when uh, when Charles II took over the throne in 1660. But it remained disreputable until the earliest ni- early 19th century, when the uh, Oxford movement in the Anglican Church revived it as a Christian festival centered around family, charity, and religion instead of you know just drunken revelry. Um, so, so the uh, the kind of origin of it being like wholesome and family didn't start until 1600s. Uh, no, later, uh, 19th century. Oh, so this is 1800s. A, so this is a very new, like in the 19th century. 18th? Yeah, in yeah, the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes that math screws me up. Uh, so when everyone's like, "This is this is what Christmas is all about," the reason for the season since yeah. 1800, circa yeah. 1800. <laughs> uh. But the Puritans, uh, as we all know, um, and let's just say it's because they, they lost the war on Christmas, so they decided to pack up and, and cross the ocean. And fuck some shit up over there. Yeah, and come over to America. Uh, so when the pilgrims came to America in 1620, they brought their strict Puritan beliefs and hatred of Christmas with them. Christmas was not a holiday in early America. Um, the celebration of Christmas was outlawed in Boston from 1659 to 1681. Uh, If you were caught with any demonstration of the Christmas spirit, you would be fined five shillings and potentially arrested. Uh, This is in Boston specifically because, uh, you know, down the street in Jamestown, Virginia, uh, there's a record from the John Smith um, saying that like no you like you can celebrate we could celebrate we Christmas here like we don't care um, all that religious freedom we got yeah, going on only own. in Jamestown uh, no it was pretty much like I think in Pennsylvania and Virginia like you could celebrate Christmas freely but in yeah. in Boston it was straight up outlawed um, the first eggnog consumed in America was in Jamestown if anyone wants to know a random factoid I didn't need from my research <laughs> um, wait is that like. Hey guys, I came up with a new drink. Made some I guess, eggnog. I, I, I don't know if it didn't used to, it, the way that its phrase makes it sound like it already existed, and it's just the it's like yeah. on the, it's like on New Year's on New after midnight on New Year's, you're like, oh oh, I'm the, I'm first, the first person to do this. this. I'm the first dab of the new year. <laughs> first person to burn my old shoes of the new year. All right, on three, everyone say who's gonna have the first dab of the new year that we all collectively know. One, One two, two, three. Charlie, Charlie Williams. Williams. Oh, I said. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say? I just said rip. Oh, oh. well, no, we'll be dabbing together. Yeah. Yes, oh. I will have to cede to her. Yes. Shout out, yeah. shout out to Charlie Williams, a, a goddamn treasure just and delight. A, We're all dabbing in your honor. Oh, um, I also like to think of it as just like uh, they're like sitting around like a few months earlier, just like man, you remember eggnog? I miss eggnog, dude. Man. I would kill for some best. fucking eggnog right you know, now. And then like two months later, like Joe comes back with some eggnog. He's like, y'all. Check out what I got. <laughs> oh, shit. Pure to dab. Pure to dab. 
Um, yeah, and then, uh, but like Christmas still wasn't a big deal in America. Um, and it fell out of favor again after the American Revolution because it was seen as an English tradition. And we were all like, no, Mm-mm. we just broke up with England. Um, <laughs> hey, and hey, uh, England, could you, your Christmas is still here. Can you just, <laughs> I really yeah. just can't have it. It just reminds me of you. I'm it's, leaving it on the front yard in a box to the left, to the left. Uh, the, but yeah, that so good. it will um, be an unwrapped box. Hell, well, and people make like a big deal about how I don't know why, but there's like a handful of historical events that happen on Christmas or Christmas Eve that I can remember. And one of the first one I always can remember is uh, when was a Battle of Trenton. Is the Battle of Trenton the one when George Washington attacked? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because like, yeah, wait, I don't know. Because they were like attacked what? They were just like Hessian it's, forces. It's Christmas be- Eve. Yeah, everyone thinks that we're just gonna like chill. Oh, is that with the, uh, the the painting of him on the boat? That's crossing the Delaware. Never mind. Is that the same one? I don't know. Guys, real bad at U.S. history. Oh, we've established too. we're garbage at U.S. history. Well, but it's because the the troops that they were attacking, I believe, were Hessian or like Germanic troops, and so Christmas is a huge deal uh, in Germany. Yeah. Mm. Krampus. Um, and so they were. They were, they were, yeah, like, it's funny because in retrospect, we look at it in history and they're like, yeah, and it was such a big deal that, like, George Washington was like, guys, I know it's Christmas Eve, but we're going to, ra- we're going to rally the troops and we're going to go attack. When really it was like the Americans didn't like, hey really guys, it's December care 25th. about we're Christmas gonna go. yeah. that much. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't declared a federal holiday in America until June 26, 1870. So some stuff, some stuff for you. Cool. Uh, Rip, so I thought Pod gonna, Daddy, where are you taking us now? Uh, I thought you were going to bring it up a little bit uh, <laughs> further. She didn't bring it up for me. I had to uh, jump all the way. Well, to, so, I really made you leap for that one. It's a jump to the like, so, 15th century. Bad lob. I was, I was like going, all right, like Christmas sort of uh, as we know it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, like gathering with family. and Oh, did you think I was going to like at least bring it up through like it's, Irving? It's yeah. Look, yeah. It, you know. You 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 gather and fight with family. Hey, you, you know what? You give Christmas gifts, and when and when you're doing all of that drinking and gifting and tolerating of your family, sometimes there's some lost time, <laughs> and much like that yeah. lost time, we're gonna jump ahead. Well, so uh, you know, you're also listening. What what's a staple of, of Christmas, Christmas as we come to know it? Christmas movies and Christmas also music. Christmas music. Oh. Uh, and so pre 1700s, here's just a brief history. Just oh, to yeah, just not catch a lot up. of big Christmas movies pre 1700s. Um, no, no. One or uh, two, you know, maybe. We got to some plays eventually, but uh, so like pre 1700s, uh, like, you know, basically the Christmas songs are like inspired by Bible verses, like, what child is this? And oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Who kid yeah, <laughs> who dis, kid? which yeah is recreated every year uh, in a Walmart. Just, Whose kid is this? Aisle seven. Uh, and then into the 1700s, uh, songs start to become a little more popular. Composer George Frederick Handel publishes book of Christmas carols. Uh, songs like Joy to the World, Oh Come All You Faithful uh, are in that. And then going into 1840, Prince Albert weds Queen, Queen Victoria of England, uh, bringing German traditions over to England and kind of introducing Christmas cards, gift exchanging, uh, caroling, tree stuff. Yeah, Christmas cards. That was like a German thing, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's fun. 
Uh, then Roll in the, the 1800s, you get uh, like you get some like bangers. You know, you get Silent Night, you get a Holy Night, you get Jingle Bells, which was originally written for Thanksgiving. <gasps> yeah. What was it about? Like That's jingle giblets, jingle. Giblets. I mean, I think the words were probably giblet the same. bells. Giblet. There it is. We got there. <laughs> Leave it to the DJ. So then uh, more pop sensibilities start to show up uh, in Christmas songs around 1934 um, when uh, like. The Great Depression's happening, and people, we need some bops. People need some bops. They need to yeah. kind of have their spirits lifted. Uh, so, like Santa Claus is coming to town, Winter Wonderland. Uh, basically, all those old timey bops start popping up. Oh, Perry Como, yeah. Andrew Sisters, really doing their Dreaming. thing. Uh, and then uh, 1938, uh, Rudolph is invent. Rudolph the Red Reindeer is invented, uh, and then becomes a song in 1949. Uh, 1940. Rudolph was invented. He wasn't one of the original uh, reindeer. Although the original reindeer are reindeer are real. Those are yeah, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and because Santa has known yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is is extended universe Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was. (sighs) Yeah. I was. Santa's real is what I was going. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm that keeping that. Saying. That's get, Santa. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Santa's Santa canon. Is canon. Yeah, yeah, Rudolph yeah. is extended universe. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, it's a new trilogy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <nice>. Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, speaking of trilogies, World War II happens, 1942. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're getting there. Uh, and so then you get much more like schmaltzy sort of longing Christmas songs. I'll be home for Christmas. White Christmas. Um, you know, a lot of songs that get played for like USO shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, that they're having a hard time locking down a director for World War Three, and that's why it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> oh no! Too real. It's it is in turnaround hell right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I read Production in the uh, industry nightmare. rags. If you will. Uh, industry rags. WikiLeaks. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. 1944. Some real pop stars coming up. Uh, Judy Garland performs. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas. <gasps> Uh, or no, not that. Hold on. It's the, um, which then later a great film featuring JTT. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> which is in a Thanksgiving movie. Meet me in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, 1946, Nat King Cole and the King Cole Trio uh, record the Christmas song, a.k.a. Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. A.k.a. the greatest Christmas album of all time. A.k.a. Uh, the year that Hallmark started selling Christmas cards. Shut up. Seriously? Yes. Uh, and then we move uh, almost... Uh, Outside of uh, the 40s, uh, Baby It's Cold Outside uh, was in a song called, or was in a movie called Neptune's Daughter, uh, was actually released in the summer. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, okay, so that adds an extra level of creep to that song because now it's like, you've been locked in my home since it was cold outside. (laughs) Or since you could feasibly it's like, baby, it's cold outside. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> uh, 1957, rock and roll enters the frame. Uh, Elvis uh, and his rendition of Blue Christmas uh, comes out. Uh, 1965, things get a little more cheery. Uh, so I'm just going to... Uh, well, actually, so I'll read this uh, verbatim. In the 60s, Christmas isn't so cheery anymore with the introduction of new studies on the phenomenon that would uh, be known as winter blues or seasonal affective disorder. Uh, The classic A Charlie Brown Christmas by the Vince Guaraldi trio evokes a melancholy tone with Christmas time is here. I love it so much, though. It's so dark, though. I love it. Like that. Give me that and John Williams' score to... uh, 
Home Alone as like my Christmas soundtrack any day. Two oh, turtles plus doves. the best uh, Christmas album ever, which I'll, I'm sure you're going to get to, but it's not till 1990s. So well, I'll yes, wait. Uh, 1971. We're getting political. Happy Christmas. War is over by John Lennon, Yoko Ono. Uh, 1980s. Pop rock is hidden airwaves, jingle bell rock, mm. rocking around the Christmas yes. tree. Last Christmas, More. Uh, there's a Christmas movie for your canon right there, uh, which is apparently bananas. Wait, oh, what? the new Last Christmas? Yeah. Wait, the is new- it? Here's the thing. I want to see it anyway, though, because uh, George Michael like wrote a song for it. Wait, I is think. it? The one with, one with Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Oh, I thought you and meant there's the-, the plot of the movie. Literally. I gave it away. Yep. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The new one that's coming out with Michelle Yeoh. It's already out, yeah. Is it spo- it's supposed to be bad, right? I mean, it's, it's supposed a- to be up to your interpretation. It's supposed it's to be a- crazy, though. It's wait, a crazy. Movie. I assumed it was just going to be like a bad. I really want to see it, but what do you mean crazy? It's a Christmas movie that released to theaters. So, like, wait. you're always going to have, like, it's still a Christmas movie. So, it's still going to be bad in a way. Well, yeah. But when you say crazy, it makes me think that there's some like wild like. It's probably just huge leaps of logic, like there are yeah. in every Christmas movie there's where you like, marry somebody you met two minutes ago. Yeah. Some, oh, like, okay. Supernatural well, elements and whatnot. Oh. Wait, what? That's all I'm gonna say. All right, I'm excited. I gave That's a hot you my right heart. <gasps> oh my god, is this like a Return to Me situation? Have you seen the movie Return no, to I Me? Return to Me. Why does everything have a song? Because it does. All right. In Return to Me, David Duchovny's wife dies in a car accident, and then. Minnie Driver needs a heart transplant and gets David Duchovny's wife's heart. And then David Duchovny meets Minnie Driver and oh, they I fall in love. Movie. And then he finds out that Minnie Driver has his dead wife's heart and they fall in love and it's weird. So, More or less, kind of nailed it. Wait, seriously? Kind of, yeah. Spoilers. Shut up! <laughs> I need to see it now. Date night? We'll go. Yes. Uh, okay. Cut to... 1997. 1993. Oh. Shut up, Natalie. <laughs> 1993. Mm-hmm. It is the peak of the career of one Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's crazy because nobody does, at this point in time, nobody does a Christmas album or a holiday album at the peak of their career. It's looked at as something that you do towards the end when, of your career, when, when you're kind of washed up, when your has been. But here's the thing about Mariah she fucking loves Christmas. <laughs> So they're working on this Christmas album, 93. Uh, Mariah Carey and her co-writer, Walter uh, Offenossoff, uh, start working on a Christmas album, and, uh, and it only takes them 15 minutes to write and compose what is the basic skeleton of All I Want for Christmas is You. Shut up. Uh, it's hours of tinkering after that. Uh, 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 off uh, he kind of describes it like the tune is kind of rock and roll plus boogie woogie inspired. And Mariah Carey kind of, uh, Mariah carries it. Well, she <laughs> actually was like heavily influenced by like that sixties wall of sound, mm-hmm. uh, and wanted sort of like that kind of m- like more Motown sound to it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, when they were writing the music, uh, Afanasov tried like a full live band and it didn't work. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm doing it all myself. Uh, so he just like arranged every instrument by himself. Um, and then, yeah, uh, because Mariah Carey fucking loves Christmas. Supposedly she decorated, mind you, this is like in the summer. This is like in August or some shit. Yeah. She decorated <laughs> the entire studio in Christmas decor. Oh my and God. just went full fucking Christmas on this. She went like method on that music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, method on that music. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and so like they're working on the song and like, you know, after even though they write it in like 15 minutes, they're still like tinkering on it and like, you know, second guessing it. And uh, so it's like kind of unconventional, although it like it's it's sheen is very simple at first. Uh, So like. Uh, Afanasov, his like first reaction is like that sounds like someone just doing vocal scales. Uh, is that sure what you want? And Mariah's like, yes. Um, and then, so yeah, so he says it's like a simple song, um, but uh, Adam Requesa, uh, he uh, works uh, at Slate. He's a writer for Slate, and he did an extensive analysis behind the harmony um, and said, all I want for Christmas count, uh, uh, is counting at least 13 distinct chords in the song, including a minor subdominant chord, uh, which is also found crucially in Irving Berlin's White Christmas. In short, all I want is, despite its presumed simplicity, a relatively sophisticated piece of pop songwriting that has more in common with the Great American Songbook than it does with any of its peers on the charts in 1994. Yes! Mariah! Not only that, but in 2010, a British goat farmer found out that his goats produced more milk... (laughs) When played a loop of Mariah Carey's hit. Oh, man, I produce so much milk. Whereas, apparently, (laughs) the Chipmunk song has the opposite effect. No shit, that song's awful. (laughs) Listen, anyone who's worked in retail around the holidays produces more milk than anyone else is basically what what we've This has been the slowest build for Rip to just be like... The Chipmunks Christmas song sucks. Bullshit. That was the slowest. Back in pre-1700s. I'm coming for your ass. (laughs) Well, and like, that just goes to show, like, Dave. Rip is standing up right now. As a producer, I'm on the wall. (laughs) As a producer, Dave was bullshit. (laughs) Because he was a music producer in canon. Uh, It also just goes to show, like, like how fucking wild Mariah Carey is as well yeah. as a songwriter because uh, she like wrote 17 out of her 18 number one hits. Did she really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Name all of them. Butterfly. <laughs> that was an album actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then so uh, Andrew Mall, uh, an assistant professor of music at Northwestern right up the road, um, said it's not, a, and it, just some more like aspects of the song that you don't really think about because it, again, when it came out, there were more like somber songs. Like mm-hmm. the 80s weren't like producing those like weird schmaltzy up-tempo mm-hmm. songs yeah. or whatever. This is like a fucking pure pop song yeah. that yeah. just got made. It's like the first real contemporary pop Christmas song. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's even like any like sleigh, like sleigh bell, jingle bell sounds in the, the background The very of it. first thing you hear is... But that said, it's... Well, so Andrew Mall says, it is not a religious song. Uh, she talks about Christmas, but no religious beliefs. It's actually a love song. Anyone can inhabit these lyrics. The lover is not named. The lover is not gendered. So anyone can put themselves in that position as needing someone to love at the holidays. It's a secular song and not a religious Christmas carol. And it's the, yes, the 25th anniversary of that song being released this year. Uh, and like it's gone on to, like f- as far as songwriting credits, make both Mariah Carey and... Uh, uh, Walter, um, oh, I was nailing his name earlier, Afanasov. Um, like, they've both made, like, over $50 million from the song, and it's, like, broken the... It's got, like, th- three or four Guinness Book of World Records. It's broken the record for, like, the most streams of any song, like, mm-hmm. period and shit like that. Um, yeah, and it's just become synonymous with, like, 
you know, as soon as that Christmas starts creeping, like, yep, here's Mariah Carey. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's presence in the movie Love Actually. That movie has its own fucking life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like you're gonna hear it at least fifty times, like throughout the holiday season, whenever yeah. you go out for anything. And yeah, so that's just uh, I went real, real fucking granular on. No, my I part. love it. Um, and because like we're living through these times, like we yeah. know what Christmas is now. You know, yeah. like it's a lot of you know either pomp and circumstance here and there or whatever. But like. Yeah, I just didn't know that like how the song came to be, and I was just like, just someone who really fucking loved Christmas. Oh, it's oh, Natalie is Natalie's holding up a giant cue card right now. It just says, "Shh, say it's carol singers." Oh wait, oh she just flipped the card, and it's it says to me, "Rip is perfect." This is awful. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Oh, and then there's a picture of a mummy. Yep. Uh, the mummy. Um, um, a yeah. little offended that you glossed over the I, actual best no. Christmas album of all time. No. Uh, from 1997, mm-hmm. Hanson's Snowden. Sure, sure. Look, which was which oddly enough about meaning. Edward Snowden. Yeah, it's a very different <laughs> meaning today. They were real ahead of the story on that one, but also at the same time, like none of those other pop yeah. Christmas song or Christmas albums happen without. Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas. So, well, yeah, and that's so I interesting because you. because Christmas songs, especially modern Christmas songs, are kind of like inherently corny and whatnot because they're like, let's talk about Christmassy things. Where it's so interesting, where you say all I want for Christmas is you is it's not about religion. It's not gen. It's literally just saying I want you as a present. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that would be a gift for me, and that's why it's not like. It's corny and cheesy in the sense that we hear it all the time, but lyrically and as like structurally as a song and whatnot, it's not like an annoying schmaltzy Christmas yeah. song, you know? Like I hate modern Christmas music because all, all of it is like, there's a reindeer and that is the spirit of Christmas and we're something and Santa Grana hit me with a car or like whatever, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, like trying so hard to like pack in all of these mm-hmm. Christmas references Whereas, like, when you just, like, pare it down, plain and simple, of, like, having story. you would be a gift, it's like, oh, I mean, that's basically every long love that's song ever. Want. Yeah. Throw the word Christmas in it. Mariah's a genius. There, I said it. I said it, you guys. Uh, and just to clean things up, uh, my sources were L.com, Cosmopolitan.com, Time.com. Time. <laughs> um, These are all of my favorite And uh, People.com. Uh, mine, mine were, I mentioned several times, uh, history channel, but also Britannica ancient history encyclopedia and wiki. I hit that, uh, that history.com of it. It was a, yeah, there's a lot on there. Um, just because I know that people very much liked the episode in which, um, Rip named a old timey job title and we tried to figure out what it was. <laughs> I thought I would pull up some, uh, medieval Christmas traditions. Yeah. Uh, well, we and, already got the, the Yule boar. And uh, and tell you guys, uh, just like, I'll say one, and then uh, we'll just do a couple. And okay. have you guys tell me what you think it is. Um, wassailing. Wassailing? Wassailing. Um, here we go. We're wassailing around the Christmas tree. Isn't it uh, singing? It's just like caroling. Uh, it's when you, like, the door gets stuck and you got to, like, wassail it loose. <laughs> And it's just because, like, that time of year, you know, like, the your house contracts. Honey, it's cold so in here. I'm wassailing! Uh, 
Wassailing was one of the many pagan customs adopted by Christmas revelers. The term was, uh, wassail comes from the Anglo-Saxon greeting was hail, which means be in good health. Oh, oh so, we're just like wishing It is carol. Cheer. It is it is it is adopted for like carolers, but it's cuz carolers would take a wassail bowl door to door and offer a drink and a song in exchange for gifts. Hmm. Um, we yeah, all have good health from this community bowl that we're just going around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. Uh, um, Q plague. Jewel bucking. Um, Yo, that's like uh, when you hit that jewel. When your jewel gets backed up, and you just got like bucket. bucket. <laughs> you just got a bucket, man. <laughs> um, that's when. Um, that's when you are when all of the uh, um, the Puritans were like in church for the circumcision uh, ceremony, whatever. When they were wearing their their clothes inside out and burning shoes. And making donkey sounds, uh-huh. and then they'd be like "hee haw," and then buck the jewels that were on all of their garbs backwards. Uh, Rip was correct in his uh, uh, assumption that it was spelled J U L E. It's jewel bucking, J U L E B U K K I N G. Scandinavians celebrating Christmas in the Middle Ages would don masks and costumes and go door to door looking for treats. But the jewel buckers weren't cute kids. They were usually drunk adults. It is still observed by some Norwegians and even a few Americans of Scandinavian descent. And you know those people smoke jewels. <laughs> so it's like Wrigleyville. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. It's like uh, a night out on Wrigleyville. And then the only other one that I think is on this list that I didn't already mention uh, was uh, the mystery plays. Oh, I know those. You got Rip. What do you think they are? Oh, well, those are uh, Mad Libs. <laughs> uh-huh. Those are the first Mad Libs. It's like biblical Mad, li- yeah. Mad Libs. Uh, oh, the mystery plays. They were uh, in puritanical times. That's what they would play. Like they had liturgical set plays. Yeah, so I guess I be... did kind of talk about these because I talked about the King Herod's one, oh, massacre one, which well, is one. I knew this anyway. So. Uh, of course you did. So they would have. Uh, they were like. Uh, Plays that they would put on around this time of year for for the people. They're almost like sermons and whatnot. Yeah. Um, that would tell the, tell stories about uh, Christmas time, or they were usually in place like there was like an everyman. It's like this is how you should behave during the Christmas spirit time and whatnot. Yep. Yep. Um, most commonly in the medieval times, there were stories from the Bible um, because stories from the Bible. Yeah. Because medieval times. Um, the complicated. Yeah, I, I complicated it. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to open your presents? Oh, Natalie yeah. got us gifts. Ugh, they're there's, beautifully there's wrapped. A gift there's I a... want to get you both, and I it's in my mind. I just well, I'll give it to you off season. Wait, 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 wait. I have to open mine first. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I know true. what yours is, and yours is probably um, gonna be more fun. My nobody needs to get me a gift. My love language is thoughtful gifts and surprises. Ah! <laughs> I just I, I don't even know what this is, but I open it, and the first thing is Bud Light. Oh my god! I knew you. <laughs> I was gonna get you something more, but then you yelled at me when I gave you uh, your your uh, welcome to the roster at Comedy Sports gift. So Natalie I, is my is my mentor at Comedy Sports, and she got me a present, and I yelled at her because it was so thoughtful. But Natalie got me a Christmas ornament that is a bottle of Bud Light because I love Bud Light. I really enjoy Bud Light. Please sponsor us. Oh, wait. I just I shouldn't have said it's shitty watered down beer and then well, have them sponsor It's in their marketing they campaign. Know. Sometimes you just want water with an eyedropper of beer in it. All right. Hot right. Daddy. I'm so excited this for this. Was, wait, wait, wanted- wait, 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 wait. I have to record this. This is, it's going to be too good, fans. You can edit out us talking about how we need to record. 
All right. We wanted to get you uh, a gift that you could take home with you to Florida for the holidays. Oh, I never go home for the holidays. Well, if you wanted to, you could also you could also use this year round. Absolutely, absolutely. What the heck? Is You're gonna going have to take here? it out of the. Oh my! What the? F- <laughs> what? Well, oh, like I don't even know exactly what this is, but it's already too much. I'm very excited. What the hell is going on here? Something you wear. Oh my god. It's a. <laughs> look at me, Rip. Look at me. <laughs> For our fans at home, uh, this it's, is incredible. It's a rom- men's romper that depicts Santa riding a T Rex, and it's great. It's glorious. <laughs> Wait, it's, no, it's Santa riding a T Rex with flames coming out of the T Rex's yeah, mouth. Santa's wearing sunglasses. And there's a moon in the background. I wish it glue in the dark. It glowed in the dark. It's got pockets you can twirl. We're gonna make wild. Rip put it on in a sec and and yeah, and, and a fashion show. It. Yeah. Merry um, Christmas, Pod Daddy. Oh, Merry Christmas, y'all. So, Thank you so much. <laughs> Merry Merry Wait Podmas. Merry, Merry Podmas. Podmas. Uh, welcome. Well, thank you guys for yeah. <laughs> welcome. Well, and also, welcome to the end of the season. The end of the the season. Yes. Uh, some exciting things have happened. Like this has been a hell of a a season for us, and a lot of has, has happened in the time since the podcast launched to now. Um, Nat, you're already part of the comedy sports ensemble here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the if you ask me, the elite of the elite of comedy <laughs> sports. Uh, and recently, cast has been casted. Uh, on Ensemble, and congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Yes. Thank you for further helping legitimize our show. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, and I'm already looking forward to season two. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be wild. I have, I have lists upon lists. There's so many things that y'all have been like scheming on since mm-hmm. we started the first season. Yeah. So. I'm also very excited because the when the next season will come back, um, I'm not going to name a date because I don't want to put no. my foot in my mouth, but probably like early springish. Um, and and I'm excited because the last couple uh, episodes have been around kind of like holidays or bigger events. So we've wanted to incorporate that. And there are some things that just like don't fit into any theme of any date in the year that I really want to do. So I'm uh, excited to kind of cut loose. Go crazy. Now. I'm just going to keep telling the story of Balto. Is <laughs> what I'm going to just do over and over. Um, um, yeah. There's also the uh, Arcade Audio um, survey. Yes. Uh, it is currently in our, uh, the link in our uh, Instagram profile and our Twitter profile. It's one of the link tree links. It's a, just a survey. We're not going to give your information to anyone. It's uh, just to help us out as we go out and try to secure some sponsors. Yeah. So it's just so that we can secure sponsors that are relevant to you yeah we're not trying to bring on some bullshit that you're never gonna like want to hear about or use or anything like that yeah yeah so that's, a, that's so, all that uh, is and, and if you fill it out uh you'll be entered to win a 50 dollars gift card which unfortunately you won't get before the holidays so you can't just re-gift it but uh you can post you can, gift it yeah you can post gift it or like if you have holiday parties in the new year, you can maybe if yeah. you win it, you can use it for that. And that's uh, open till December thirty first. Yep. So get uh, on it. A bunch of you guys have already filled it out. Uh, a lot of you. Us. Thank you so much. But it's so it's the link is in our bio. Also in our bio is a on on. Well, first of all, you need to know our Instagram and Twitter handle is, are is at shared pod. Um, there's a whole bunch of goodies on there. Lots of visual aids. You'll for see episodes. the pictures of DJ Rip Pod Daddy wearing his romper. Yep. 
and then you'll also there's links through there you could get to our Patreon, um, which will unlock some bonus content for you during our break between seasons that we're going to release to our Patreon patrons. So you could find that there or at uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio. Um, and you can send us any questions, corrections, or suggestions to shared history podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who's, who's been listening this whole season. Um, yeah. And everyone who's and reviewed and shared. Um, we've, we get, did one of our, our, the year end review on, uh, on Spotify for podcasts. Uh, it tells you, you know, how many people have been listening and we have people in seven different countries in Brazil mm-hmm. and Australian and England and all over the place. And, um, overwhelming support from everyone. One of my favorite things was sweet, sweet, lovely Todd Page. Uh, his his phone wasn't loading. He's like, "There's a new episode. Yeah. There's a new episode." Um, we love that you guys are listening. We love that you guys are enjoying it. And um, thank you so much for listening this season. We're so excited to come back in season two. Yep. And this season's over, but you know, re-listen them to your heart's delight, and we'll we'll see you later. But in the meantime. Share you later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.